Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. This is our Thursday throwdown edition. Got Delonte. What's good, sir? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. It's me. It's me. It's KG. I sound a little down <laughs> because of breaking news, which is pretty much not breaking, but we 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 had this uh, conversation. We've been having this conversation, what, the last two hours? Yep. And it is official. The Redskins have traded a seventh, I'm sorry, a sixth round pick for Case Keenum from the Broncos and are getting him in a seventh round pick. I don't like it. I love it. I love it. Um, I Case, I, I know there were a lot of jokes out there regarding his place from last year. Like, yeah, it was, it was dismal. It was dismal, but I don't think the coaching staff and his style meshed well. Um, so that's why it didn't work with us, uh, Denver being us. Um, but he has been a, he he's experienced successful for, uh, before. We all know about the um, the world famous Mir- uh, Minnesota Miracle. He pulled that off. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were a couple of tackles that were missed, but regardless, he pulled it off. That still happened. Yeah, it still happened in this in the uh, history book. Um, so you know he he he's he's a proven winner. I mean, even you know if it's just for one season. Now with this Redskins situation, I think if they can surround him with a a tough line, you know, I mean the the running back play, that's you know no, no question. Like you got um, guys. I don't know if AP is going to come back and um, you got Chris Thompson, but you know, you give him one, two, you know, playmakers. Um, yeah. Then I, I think, you know, things might be look, might look up for the Redskins. He might shock some people. And we joined up in here by Junie. What's happening? brother? What's good. What's brother? Junie? What is the deal? Redskins. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, now Delonte was, you know, he's celebrating because I mean, you're getting Flacco, I'm getting Case Keenum. I personally wanted Josh Rosen, but I'll get into that in a second. Let me let Junie have the floor. What do you think about this trade? The Redskins traded uh, Case Keenum. I'm sorry, the Broncos traded Case Keenum in a seventh round pick to the Redskins for a sixth round pick. What do you think about it? Okay, it's like this. It's all. Up to the Case Keenum y'all get. If y'all get the Case Keenum that played his last year in Minnesota, Redskins gonna be nice. But if y'all get the Case Keenum that was in Denver, y'all going back to the drawing board. Oh yeah, yeah, y'all gonna be in trouble. Now, this is what we are getting. Um, as of last season. He played 16 out of 16 games, started all 16, uh, 365 completions, 
586 attempts, um, 62% completion rate, um, 3890, 3890 yards passing, which is at a 6.6 yard average, 18 TDs, 15 interceptions, and an 81.2 rating. Now, I think that's the bad side. The good side is the Minnesota Case Keenum played 15 games, started 14, uh, 325, 325 completions, 481 attempts, 67.6 per, uh, completion percentage, 3,547 yards at 7.4 uh, yards per pass. 22 touchdowns over seven interceptions and a 98.3 QB rating. Hey, hey, Kev. Yes, sir. Let me tell you this, man. What's my boy name played for the University of Maryland? And he's a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Now, Minnesota had Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. So some quarterbacks, they need some nice targets like them two. Them two made Case Keenum look like Joe Montana. So if he comes to the Redskins, he definitely needs some targets. And I think Alex Smith needed more targets, if you ask me. So what y'all think? Well, I, I, I agree totally agree. Because looking at the Redskins roster, uh, Maurice Harris is a I'm sorry, is a restricted free agent. Um. They got a a young guy who was a rookie last year, Cam Sims, and that boy can bowl. He's coming back next year. Uh, Paul Richardson, who I was against signing because the the amount of money you paid Paul Richardson to compare to uh, the 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 amount of production you got from him was a problem to me. Uh, Trey Quinn. I, I mean, I, that's Mr. Irrelevant, but he showed out last. He showed he could ball. I like him. And Josh Dotson. You don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Reed. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Vernon Davis, whether he's going to play or retire. And then you also got Jeremy Sprinkle. I mean, put a line in front of him and see where it goes, but I'm just – I really, really – now, granted – Case Keenum's only 31, right? I really wanted Josh Josh Rosen because he doesn't come with any baggage. He had that one year last year in Arizona, and that was it. Case Keenum has two seasons with the Houston Texans, one with the St. Louis Rams, a back with the Houston Texans. Uh, with the St. Louis Rams again, then when they moved to L.A. for two seasons, Minnesota Vikings, last year the Denver Broncos. Now he's about to become a Washington Redskin. I'm just – I'm I'm not feeling it, fellas. I, I'm just – I'm going to be real. You know what? I, I'm, I'm glad you're being real because that's what we got to be, man. Redskins. Oh boy, I, I don't know. This is this is one of those trades that it seems really, really good on paper, but 
I'm just not I'm not too sure about it. And the conversations that we had off air, I get that. I understand where BJ was coming from. Everything he said, I understood it wholeheartedly. But my problem is, are we taking a step forward? Or are we taking a step back? That That's my whole issue. Now, this is something that I've said on air, off air. I've said it in public. I've said it in private. The Redskins have not won a Super Bowl since January 1992. To be quite exact, that is over 27 years. Hey, Kevin, I, I, look, I don't mean to cut you off, man. I'm tired of holding back. I'm tired of biting my tongue. I'm tired of I got to be real with you, Kevin. Y'all need Gary Clark and Art Monk. Good job. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did he leave after that? Did <laughs> he, he just drop the mic and leave? Oh wow, he did. <laughs> <laughs> did he drop the mic and leave on that? He better come back because I, I I gotta get him for that. But uh, no, no. I mean, twenty seven years of either four and twelve, three and thirteen, eight and eight. Six and ten, ten and six, nine and seven, eight, seven and one, seven and nine, five and eleven. Twenty seven years of mediocrity. Yeah. I mean the the one time in the last I'll say ten to fifteen years that we kinda had everybody we had everybody looking at us was the Joe Gibbs era 2.0 and um, 2012. Yeah. That's yeah, what we had everybody looking at us. Yeah. And that kind of sort of blew up too. So. And then we had. We had to slide and stay, and like, stay injury free. Yeah. And I, like I said, I said it off air. A lot of it was, like BJ said, uh, his body broke down because of the knee injuries, but not only that, his ego got in the way. Yep. And then, along with his ego, I'll say it, his dad put a battery in his back. And once his dad put the battery in his back, that was it. It was a wrap. It's not much we could have really done because you couldn't, I'm not going to say contain him, but you couldn't do much. So, right. I'm just, uh, well, we only time will tell who's going to be the winner and loser of this draft, but it's not official yet, won't be official till next week, but I hope Case Keenum comes here where it's number four. I don't know, I just, I, I just want to see him in number four. It's a personal thing with um an old Madden franchise I had mm-hmm. on, on Xbox. I had a quarterback that I drafted in the third or fourth round. And matter of fact, Case Keenum is six feet one, 215 pounds. The quarterback I drafted was six feet tall, 220 pounds. Wow. But in 14 seasons of playing with him, he became a Hall of Famer. 
So I kind of sort of want to see Case Keenum with number four. And if he going to play, I want to see him play like my man did. Even though it was a video game, I don't care. But I just want to see him play like that. But who knows, man? Who 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 knows? <sighs> I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm just personally tired of mediocrity, and it seems like if this doesn't work out, we're going to be another mediocre team again, and we'll be in search of a new coaching staff come this time next year. So, yeah. Well, Speaking of which, I'm surprised uh, Gruden is still there. Like You. We talked about it at towards the end of last season when Alex Smith went down. Now, I, I'll say, unfortunately, we were at that game. But fortunately, we were at that game because, I mean, we came out. That Houston Texan game, sideline junkies were there. Uh, it was just – Downhill after that. They were six and three. They won one game the rest of the way. Wow. A couple of games they were in them. Mm-hmm. But one game the rest of the way. And then, I mean, the way the team played, they didn't respond well to. They responded to Colt McCoy because they almost beat the Texans. Right. But when Colt McCoy went down and Mark Sanchez came in, it seemed like Mark Sanchez, he was frustrated. Because he was like, come on, tempo. He's calling the play, and everybody's just walking like, yeah, whatever. So I, I think he was a little frustrated. Josh Johnson came in, and he, you could see a spark. I'm not going to say it was a flame on Inferno, but you could see a little spark, especially against um, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. He played very well against Jacksonville. And – he played well against Tennessee, even though we lost. Right. But BJ said it. He he wasn't going to get the shot to come back and 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 compete for the starting job. Even though I mean I I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind him coming back and competing. But you 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 can't just throw the man to the to the wolves. And he's only thirty two. I mean, you need a stopgap quarterback right now. But I would have brought him back and at least let him play for the backup because Colt McCoy is getting older. Yeah, he is. Like Colt, I think Colt McCoy been in the league like 40 years. Yeah. But Colt McCoy is only 32. Him and Josh Johnson are the same age. Hmm. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I thought Colt McCoy was older. But I watched Colt McCoy – at Texas, I watched him with Cleveland. Uh, of course, I've seen him here for the last going on five years. But I just they, they they always every time a quarterback goes down or it's a controversy or a quarterback leaves town, they say, "Well, we'll get the keys to Colt." Mm-hmm. This is not Texas Colt McCoy. This is not the Colt McCoy you hand the keys to the franchise to. Right. Now, by no means is this a Ferrari, a Maserati, a Lamborghini. Uh, you, you you remember the, uh, what was it called? Uh, a Pajio? <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. You got to keep oil in it. 
but we ain't even keeping oil in it. You 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 tearing the engine up because y'all ain't even keeping oil in the damn thing. Right. It's smoking and everything. But you know, you're gonna say, hey Colt, take this. You know, it's your first car, buddy. Drive on. I mean, it, it's sad to say as a Redskin fan. And a lot of people probably say, you know, why are you always down in the team? But I'm real. And that's what you're going to get when you listen to the sideline junks. You're not going to get somebody that's going to praise every move this team makes. You're not going to get guys that praise any move that doesn't make sense. Right, because that's not sideline. No. The sideline junkies are going to show you, hey, this move is, is garbage, and we're going to tell you why it's garbage. But I just – I, it's sad to say – the Cleveland Browns, who won, what, one game in two years? They've surpassed yeah. the, the Washington Redskins at, at this very moment. Because the Cleveland Browns, they doing something. They got a a, a lot going on up there. Um, They got their franchise quarterback in Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield. You got – um. Nick Chubb at running back. I hit uh, Duke Johnson might be getting traded to uh, Philadelphia because Philadelphia's in, in, in interested in him. But they got Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So that, that's not going to be a bad deal for them. Yeah, they got yeah, yeah. Cleveland got yeah. a squad on the low, man. Exactly. Antonio Callaway received with Jarvis Landry. Um, Damian Ratley. They, they, they got guys. And it, they, but they're building. That's the thing. They're building. They're they're they're, they're stockpiling picks. Um, <laughs> who did they get last year? Uh, Demarius Randall. They got him, and uh, what was it? Denzel Ward, I believe. No, was it Denzel Ward? No, that's the guy they drafted. They got somebody else on defense, and I can't think of who it is. But they they're building something there. I'm just I want to build. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Case Keenum, I, I that's not a build uh, acquisition. That's a stopgap. Yeah. I mean, he's not a horrible quarterback, but I, I think that the Keenum again acquisition, that's a stopgap. That's a that's that's the like stop the bleed. That's a band-aid to stop the bleeding temporarily. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, well, just know it's a one-year deal. True, because uh, what what did he sign? He signed that deal last. He signed a two-year deal. Mm. Two-year, thirty-six mil. Oh man, I wonder so, how. That, I wonder how that breaks down. And um, you know, they don't have to pay the bonus, so they just got to pay the salary. No, uh, we split the bonus with y'all. What? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the part I was like, wow. Okay, Elway, you pulled that off. So yeah, um, that uh, we pay you three point five mil, and you all have to pay the other three point five mil. What? And I think you got to eat his salary for the season. What? Eighteen <laughs> million. Yep. What? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't. I was like, "Wow, okay." Alrighty, tighty. I'm just. I'm. 
to be quite honest, I, 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 I guess I'm letting emotions speak right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know no other way to speak other than with my emotion. I'm thinking with a clear head. I've had enough time to digest it and say everything that needed to be said. But I'm just, I'm not happy with this because it's always we're going after somebody else's. I'm not calling Case Keenum trash. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling him garbage. But when a team gives you away. That's somebody else's unwanted toy. Yeah, you're right. And we always going after somebody else's unwanted toy. But then we they get here and we find out why the other team gave them away, mm-hmm. i.e. Donovan McNabb, i.e. Adam Archuleta. You found out why they got why why they were given away. Now after Donovan McNabb left here, he played what? Maybe three more games in the NFL before he was done. Mm-hmm. Adam Archuleta played maybe one or two with Chicago before he was done. Yeah, yep. Called it but quick. then you, you you letting guys that you should be, you know, keeping like Byron Marshall if they don't re-sign him, Zach Vigil, Preston Smith. Um, Ty Inseki, if he doesn't get re-signed, Pernell McPhee, Ari Kwanjo, uh, Marcus Flowers. Those are guys, Tony Bergstrom, those are guys that should be re-signed at all costs. Those are guys that you should be, you know, trying to keep here because they actually can play. Right. Um, Brandon Sheriff, I know he's going to get his extension later on in – the season, or you know, next all season, but he it has to be top priority. He's one of the best guards. It's certain things that you have to do, and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't want to bash the trade because you know, number one, it's not official. Number two, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but. Right. It is what it is, and Junie back in here with us. Uh, and then what was that you said about Art Monk and Gary Clark before you, you dropped the mic and, and ran off the stage? <laughs> Man, in order for Case Keenum to succeed in Washington, he needs targets like that. That's what I was saying. And believe me, I went to where I had to go laughing my butt off, man. I'm making <laughs> runs for my wife, man. I'm at Olive Garden, man. That's what I'm doing. So I had to go pick up an order, and I'm going back home. But I had to get that in there. <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy. I was laughing so hard, you know. Yeah, we 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 was kind of looking at you crazy too. A lot of they say, "Huh?" Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say this. No, He'll do okay in Washington. I, I mean, I'm hoping. But I, what I was telling BJ. Uh, off the air, I was hoping for Josh Rosen, but he, you know, BJ brought up a good point. You know, Josh Rosen was a first round pick. It's got to be something wrong if they're ready to give him away for the next big thing. But you need a new face of the franchise, and Kyler you know Murray right? is gonna be that guy. That's why. Yeah, they like they like Rosen, but they like Murray better. Yes, I, I do that myself on ESPN. <laughs> 
and I, I told BJ, I said, you know, you got Cliff Kingsbury coming in. This look what happened when Jay Gruden took over with the Redskins. RG three was the starter, but RG three wasn't his guy. Immediately, he went to war with RG three, and he wound up benching him. Yep, I remember that. And then once he 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 wound up starting the season. And then when he dislocated his ankle, now a man is not supposed to lose his starting job if he's injured. But what happened? RG3 got injured. He lost his starting job and never reclaimed it. Never reclaimed it. Then the first chance they got, they kept deactivating him. Then once it, it became clear because, you know, they knew if they, they would have to pay him if he got hurt again. So they kept deactivating. Right. They kept, you know, they kept sitting him on the bench. And as soon as they could, they released them. They released guys that actually were producing. They released Darrell Young. They released Alfred Morris. They released Robert Griffin III. You know, D, but I mean, RG3 wasn't producing at the time, but Alfred Morris and, and uh, Darrell Young were producing, but those weren't Jay Gruden's guys. So when, you know, regardless... If I, you're not my guy, what am I going to do? I'm going to let you go. And that's exactly what happened. So. You know, his job may be on the line this year, too. His job should have been on the line. Right. It should have been on the line the last two years. But they won't won't let him go. It's something about him and Ernie Grunfeld. They cannot get fired. And his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because John is definitely he tanked this season. He's not gonna get fired. Yeah, they didn't get him all this money. They they trying to get uh my man. They trying to get AB over yeah. there in Oakland or Las Vegas. Oh man, they they trying to build a dynasty in Oakland, man. Three first round. Yes, picks. they are. They trying to get AB. Uh, they might be trading Derek Carr, like. Yeah, and Man, that's dude. another name that was rumored to come here was Derek Carr. Yeah. Oh man, that have that have really been that have been a plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that quarterback position is a, is a tough position. You know, we don't know what they go through during the off season. Some of them get girlfriends. Some of them get married. Some of them have kids. Because you know, Derek Carr was was had an awesome year one year. Uh, Blake Bortles had an awesome year one year. He beat us 45-42. The Steelers, that is. I never forget that. Case Keenum had an awesome year one year. So that quarterback position is, 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 is mentally also. What y'all talking about on here? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Look who makes an appearance, man. I hear Case Keenum. Is that BJ himself? I hear Case Keenum, so I think I came in at the right time. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Right, well, Speak on it, brother. Well, I mean, Phil, what, what, what are y'all talking about right now? If I don't, you know. I'm right, emotional and I'm upset. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> I got to start my truck up, guys. Actually, I'm not going to start the truck up, so I want to talk. Let me tell Redskins Nation, listen to me. Hear me out, okay? You've made several bad deals the last couple of seasons. Notably, now let's start with Alex Smith. 
KG, you told me Alex Smith is guaranteed seventy five million with the potential for ninety one million, right? That's what I believe. If I, okay. I know it's potential for ninety one, but I'll get you the, the, the exact numbers in a hot second. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the logic, and here's where I'm standing. Here's where I'm coming from. They sent Kendall Fuller in a pick to get Alex Smith, correct? Yep, that yeah. third round pick. So they sent one of the best talents at cornerback that they had, and this is one of my problems with the Redskins is that they don't grow their own talent. They're always looking for the big name, the big splash. How old is Alex Smith? Yeah, thirty-four. Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four years old. Yeah, it'd be thirty-five May seventh. Thirty, a thirty-four year old quarter, a pedestrian quarterback at best. This man has never lit it up. The only reason why he lit it up in KC is because they have multiple weapons. I could go to Kansas City right now and put on a blindfold and just throw the ball up. Okay? So that's my first problem. For the money you pay Alex Smith. $94 million. The money, the, the money that you were paying. Yeah. The mm-hmm. money that you were paying Kendall Fuller. And, and, and KG, find out who the third round draft pick was. All right. Here's my thing. The money you paid that you could have put the extra how much Kirk Cousins get guaranteed? 84 million? 84. You could have put the extra nine million dollars into keeping your own talent. Yeah. Now and, and let me let me go into why I think Kirk Cousins should have stayed a Redskin. Here's why I say that. He's a natural passer. Okay, he tripped over 4,000 yards. He tripped over these stats. Please tell me, Kevin, you you probably can't. Tell me who his main receivers were. I I want Delonte and Junie to answer this. Who were his main receivers in his time in Washington? Sound mm. like crickets to me, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I don't have an answer. His exactly. last, but his last year here, it was Chris Thompson. He threw the ball to Chris Thompson offline because Chris Thompson was leading the league in reception and receiving yards before okay, he got give hurt. Me, give me Kirk Cousins' stats from last season. The last season as a Redskin. I'm gonna keep talking. Let me know when you got it. All right, and the third round pick that uh, for Kansas City, they traded it to the Cincinnati Bengals for Malik Jefferson. That's who the third round pick was. Malik Jefferson. Okay, what I'm saying is if you tally up Malik Jefferson's third round salary, Kendall Fuller's salary, why not put that extra $9 million to save, well, not to, but to put towards Kirk Cousins? Okay? I know we're not, we not crying over spilled milk. I'm just trying to make a point. That was a very bad decision. A very, very bad decision on the Redskins' part to pay $75 million for a 34-year-old quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Now, Kirk Cousins, his now, 2016, well, 2017 was his last year, but in 2017, 16 games played, 16 games started, 347 completions, 540 attempts, 64.3% completion, uh, 4,093 yards. 77.6 yards per pass, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 93.9 passer rate. And who and who was who was the leading receiver on the team? 
Uh, it was Chris Thompson, but you know we had a slew. Give me, give me, keep keep researching. I, I hate to put you to work this late, but give me, <laughs> it wasn't give me Jordan the t- Reed, was it? No, Jordan Reed was no, hurt. Now Jordan Reed don't even count because everybody know Jordan Reed. Mm. Everybody know who Jordan Reed is. He's far when he's healthy, he's one of the top tight ends in the league. Jordan Reed don't count. I want to know who he was throwing the ball to. And I'm gonna keep making my point. Jameson yeah, Crowder. Robert Nates, Josh okay. Dotson, Ryan Grant, Maurice Harris, Brian Quick, Vernon Davis, Niles Pohl, Jeremy Sprinkle. Okay. And was his last season was the the um wasn't that the season in the beginning of the year where uh Dotson dropped that can that ball in Kansas City could have won the game? Yes, sir. Okay. My point proven. You only get these type of passers. The Redskins the Redskins lucked up and drafted two Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks and Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins. Two completely different styles, but two top passers. Two people that the only thing that slowed down Robert Griffin was the knee injury. And and like KG always said, is is being big head on his part and the Shanahan's wanting to win and him being the best option to win, keeping him in. Everybody made bad decisions all around mm-hmm. on that one, okay? Kirk Cousins should still be a Washington Redskin. If Kirk, if you had paid Kirk Cousins his money he was asking for in the beginning, we might not ever have seen an $84 million guarantee from Minnesota. True indeed. Okay, so... Everybody complained about Case Keenum. He's old. He's this. Case Keenum showed you what he could do two seasons ago in Minnesota when he has weapons. And and if 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 the Redskins are going to keep him, because what I'm seeing is that there might be this might be a prelude to a package to include him to Arizona for Josh Rosen. Mm. Okay. Which would make sense because yeah. that means Kyler Murray wouldn't be forced into play. You have a, a, a veteran, Case Keenum, we, a retread, we like to call him. You have a retread that's proven what he can do. He's not going to do anything in Arizona. That's for sure. It's a bad team. And I think they know, maybe somebody knows that. Why well, put Kyler Murray to the Wolves? right off the break, and you know he probably get injured with that offensive line. Okay? Here's the other thing. Everybody's saying, oh, man, they should have got Josh Rosen. And Kevin's on this board on board right now. Here's my thing. If the asking price for Josh Rosen is a third or fourth round pick, that's, that is a red flag. They paid first round. To, was he the 10th pick last year? 10th pick, but his contract's only $17 million. Okay, that's okay, but here's the thing. That is a good, it's, two, it's two red flags. It's two red flags. The first red flag is he was the fourth quarterback taken, and I would like to be the first to say on the sideline junkies, I would like to rub it in everybody's face that did not take Lamar Jackson. And I know this is all subject, but we watched Lamar Jackson sit until he went to the Ravens, and he took the Ravens to the playoffs. Indeed he did. So, you know, you could have had you a future franchise quarterback if you got Lamar Jackson. So, and, and this is something else that KG talked about on the podcast the other night, 
is it the, the combine's a little bit outrated. You can do whatever you want at the combine. That doesn't mean you have on the field awareness. You don't have heart. You can't measure that stuff at the combine. And that's what you can't measure when you see Lamar Jackson. You can't see how bad he won and how, you know, how his football win. You can't tell any of that with just a 40 time, him jumping and running and doing whatever else. So to get back to the Redskins, here's why I like the deal. And here's why I say that I don't think I don't I don't know how to say this. I don't think this was a Bruce Allen alone deal because we've seen Bruce Allen at work and it's not good. I want to say Mr. Doug Williams had a little bit of saying this because it's a really good deal if you don't get Josh Rosen. You have somebody that you know if you put weapons around him, he can make some noise. Now here's 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 the other point. Before Alex Smith got hurt, this team was six and three. Right? They had one of the top defenses in the league. And not because the defense, I don't think the defense was good. I think that the offense did enough to mask them, to hide them. Because when Alex Smith got hurt, you saw how bad that defense was. They couldn't stop anything, run past anything. They couldn't stop anything. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying Case Keenum from president. I'm saying on, on a scale of one to ten, Alex Smith is a six. He's been a six his whole career. He might have jumped up the needle at 6.7. He is what he is. He's always been that way, okay? I think Case Keenum is a seven, okay? And I say this because of the, the season, two seasons ago, he had Thielen. He had the running game. Um, I forgot the other boy, the other receiver in Minnesota. But he had some weapons. He Rudolph. He had the tight end. So he had some weapons. So if you have a healthy Jordan Reed, you have a healthy Paul Richardson. Well, that's, a, that's another bad contract. You have a healthy Josh Doxson, healthy Chris Thompson. You sign AP to a small deal because at this point in career, he could take a 30% workload. You figure guys, a healthy guys is going to take 70 to 80%. Then you still mix Chris Thompson in there. It, it's so much stuff you could do with that. Now, now the 15th pick, can can address a need. Offensive line. Trent Williams is not getting younger. Trent Williams has already solidified a Hall of Fame career. He's already done that. How many more years Trent Williams got in the tank? You have to start looking further than this, just the, the present season. When you're a GM, it's tough because you have to make decisions for now and later. You have to. You have to. Now let's say, let's say DK Metcalf fall to fifteen. I mean, he showed out at the combine. Nobody knows what he could do on the field for real. He had a he had a you know small show in the Ole Miss. I'll pass. Okay, but, but what I'm saying is, what if he turned out to be Randy Moss? And now you got all Case Keenum got to do is throw the ball up. Now and not even that. If if he comes out and balls out, let's just say they he falls to the Redskins, they take him. He becomes a freak of nature where somebody you have to double team. Now, guess who that leaves open? Paul Richardson, Josh Doxon, who's proven at times he can be a, a really good receiver. And you got Chris Thompson out the backfield. You can run a double back, 
uh, shotgun or double back, uh, whatever you want to run. You can put Geis and Thompson in the backfield. So you don't know if I'm running or passing because I got both of them in there. You get a healthy Jordan Reed. That just stretches the field. The same thing, ladies and gentlemen, that Amari Cooper did for the Dallas Cowboys. That offense, the passing offense was almost anemic. Dak Prescott made plays. But when Amari Cooper came on board, it's a different story. Now we have to pay attention to somebody. If somebody on this field, we have to pay attention to. The only person the Redskins have, and he hasn't been healthy the last couple of seasons, that draws that type of attention is Jordan Reed. There's no yes. there's nobody else on that roster offensively. I'm like, oh man, I gotta we gotta gear up for this guy. It's not. And that's my point going back to Kirk Cousins. He passed for 4,000 yards, 90-something percent of QB rating, 60-plus per- percentage with nobody on the field I'm scared of. Well, I'm going to say this. Only way Kirk Cousins would have stayed a red skin to go back to one of your earlier points, and it's if, 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 if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, but if – Bruce Allen wouldn't have gotten to a pissing match with Scott McLuhan. Because if you remember, and I'm sure, Redskin Nation, you remember, that Green Bay game, that Monday night Green Bay game, they talked about how Kirk couldn't win. We went down early. Kirk brought us back, and we blew Green Bay out. We blew the doors off Green Bay. He played such a good game. The end of that game, he was running off the field. Scott McLuhan came out there to grab him. He said, you going to pay me now? He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you. That was the whole point right there. Scott was going to give him the money. Bruce didn't want to. Egos, because every, egos, egos, egos. Everybody went to Bruce. I mean, everybody went to Scott and skipped over Bruce. If you messed up, Scott would come downstairs, hit the locker room, wait for you to get out of the shower, and rip you a new one. He held you accountable for your actions. And, and when you have a country club franchise that's not used to that, that's, you know... I mean, when, 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 when Dan Snyder first got here, why not, we don't even have to go back that far. Let's go back to the RG3 days where there were reports he was bypassing a respected Mike Shanahan going straight to Daniel Snyder. And that's where you have to nip it in the butt as an owner, where you have to be like, look, I, I, you know, I understand your concerns, but talk to Mike. You have a meeting. You have a meeting with you, Mike. Mike, you have you, Shanahan, and RG three. Be like, look, guys. You know, I'm gonna step out of this. I hire. You know, you explain RG three. I hire Coach Shanahan because he's a, a. You know, he with his proven track record in the league. And part and the reason for your success is because. And this is what I go back to all the time: coaching. There is no RG3 if Mike Shanahan's not the coach. Mike Shanahan made RG3. Kyle Shanahan. That's why Kyle Shanahan's doing what he's doing in San Francisco. If you listen to the podcast, you understand I love Kyle Shanahan. Because he has, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, he has nothing. And all you see on highlights is San Francisco's Greg Kittle going down the field for a touchdown. Because he's a he, he he's playing. He's a, he, they're, they're, they know how to scheme. They know how to use what's available. And, and I just, I was just talking to somebody else. I think Jay Gruden's a great guy, football bloodline, but I don't think he's a top 15 coach in the league. And I say that because 
if if they do stay with Case Keenum, now you got to coach him up. Now you got to change your system a little bit to fit his style. I think I think he's a broke man's Kirk Cousins. Same type of build. You know, Kirk is a, is is definitely the better passer. But now you have to tailor this. You have to use your weapons. You can't get you know you you get when you when you get stagnant and and you you come out with the same stuff defenses we saw it plenty of times and it's not just the Redskins you see what a lot of uh, uh, other teams were when they lose the respect on the field that's when you see eight nine men in the box you send they send in nine people on a blitz because they don't respect who you got back there they're like you have to prove to us that you can beat us because we know you can't so I say if they keep Case Keenum, sit on it. Let this let put the vegetables in the pot. Let it simmer. Let the vegetables get soft. Let them get soft because I when I saw the deal, the six four seven Case Keenum, it's not a bad deal. These are the type of deals you have to make when you are in cat purgatory. You just can't you can't just jump out. And make deals. You know, Cat Pitt's purgatory, you have to get creative. You have to fit. And that's why I say, I don't think this is all Bruce Allen's doing. I really don't. I really don't. So, Redskins Nation, hold tight. If there's a deal for Josh Rosen, I don't know why people are so gung-ho on Josh. I, I don't understand why KG is. Because if you get, if you get Case Keenum, Let's just say you get Case Keenum, everybody's healthy. Healthy Trent Williams, healthy Brandon Sharif, healthy uh, Jordan Reed, healthy Jeremy Spreakle, Richardson. This is a 9-10 to 10 win team. Yeah, but h- h- how much longer is it going to be a 9-10 win lead? A 9-10 win team? That is getting old. And, I need more than 9-10 to wins. See, but this I, is... I need, Blow the doors off the league is what I need. I'm not saying that Rosen's going to do that. And, but I got more upside with Rosen than I do with Keenum okay. because I can I can tailor my offense to Rosen's strengths. See what I'm saying? You don't even know what, now, you don't even know what Rosen's strengths are. And here's the thing. That's why we need to get him before OTAs. And here's the thing. You get Josh Rosen, this is a four-win team. You want me to tell you why? Because he's not an NFL quarterback yet. He's not ready. How long did it take Peyton Manning to get going? He's not ready to go. That's what I, I don't understand. If you want to win now, and you have, and this is where I go back to being a good GM, planning for now and planning for the future. If you get Case Keenum, yeah, it's it's a band aid. It's kind, but it's a it's a it's a fresh band aid out the pack. You know, it's not it's not a used band aid. It's fresh band aid out the pack. You have a respectable wild card team that can make it make some tweaks here and there. This is why I go back to coaching. Jay Gruden, I don't think he can do that. He's proven that the last couple of years, that when it comes to coaching, he's in the middle towards the back of the pack. Now, that's something for another podcast. But what I'm saying now is, you get Josh Rosen with the same weapons, unless you're the Buffalo Bills, which tailored the last couple of years to a running team. With LaShawn McCoy, unless you're going to rely heavily, 
You don't know what Darius guys can do. He can come out and be a monster, come out being a bust. You don't know. You're hoping he's a monster. So let's just say you get Rosen. He's not ready. You're going to win five to six games maybe. Now, now if if um, what's the coaches at the Saints? I'm drawing them. I'm freezing cold. I'm standing out. Stop I'm standing outside. I'm freezing cold because I don't want to start my truck up. I don't want all that noise. Sean Payton. If you had Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. If you had Kyle Shanahan. If you had one of those minds, I say go get Josh Rosen. Go get Josh Rosen because they're gonna coach him up. They're gonna make sure. Whatever his strengths are, that's what the offense is going to be. We've seen over and over again what Jay Gruden does, what, what he has. He had Kirk Cousins. He had a top-rated passer, which you thought would have been his strength because he's an offensive coach. So, again, KG, tell me why you want Josh Rosen. Well, most importantly, he doesn't have the bags. Like I was running down to Delonte earlier, he doesn't have baggage. He has that one season. Now, Case Keenum has moved around. This would be his fifth team in, what, seven years, I believe? Let me make sure I got that right. But he's moved around an awful lot. And <sighs> I want you to, I want you to decide what you want because – I'm going to call you out mm-hmm. on everything. I'm, I'm going to call you out on everything. Josh Johnson moved around a lot. Yeah. And he got his opportunity. With and we saw a spark. I we, said that. And we saw a spark, which is sad because we already called it on this show that he wasn't going to be a part of the Redskins plan in, the, in this season coming, this 19 no. season. And yeah, it's, we, we knew that. We already knew that. So that, that's, that was a given. I hate to see that. Um, but it is what it is. That's a whole nother podcast. Also, we got, ladies and gentlemen, we got material for days. Just stick with us. Yes, you indeed. Know? So in Denver, and I know, I know Delonte's happy, oh. but in Denver, I don't think that system fit him. No. Why? Why? Delonte, yes, was Vance Joseph a good coach? Uh, no, he's not. No, he's okay, not. Okay, so. Let me let me ask you this because you you watch your team. If you had Bill Belichick as the, as the coach with Case Keenum in the same situation last year, do y'all make the playoffs at least? Uh, yeah, as a wild card. Yeah, wild card. But yeah, we'll we'll make it because Belichick his coach his coaching philosophy is uh, is like legendary. And, and I want to say his coaching philosophy is a chameleon. Because I guarantee you, you take Bill Belichick, if they had a fantasy draft, I don't know if any of y'all play Madden. If you ever started your franchise and did a fantasy draft, that's where they mix all the players up. Right. You mix, if you put Bill Belichick on any of these six-win teams, five-win teams, I guarantee you they make a wild card. Oh, just yeah. Because, just because... He knows what to do. He knows what to change. He's the master of adjustments. He's shown it to you so many times. He showed it to you in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago in halftime adjustments. Atlanta did not score again. Do, do not forget, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan to heart. 
I hate the New England Patriots. But you have to understand this man is a genius. He's a defensive mastermind. He came come from a line of defensive coaches. And if you don't know your NFL history, just go back to the Giants and he's under Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is a defensive-minded coach. That's how they beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. They shut the number one. I don't know if they were number one, but they damn KG. I don't know if they were number one. You could check this. You 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 become the stat man. I'm sorry. (laughs) What they did with Buffalo in the Super Bowl was unheard of. They conceded the run to stop the pass. And if Buffalo would have ran the ball earlier in that Super Bowl, the Buffalo would have won that Super Bowl because Thurman Thomas got out. He and, got his man. And, see, and and when was Marv Levy going to realize that? That's what I'm saying. Uh, late fourth quarter, mid-fourth quarter? When it was too late. Yeah. It was too late. I get, if, if the Rose, let, let's just say that Super Bowl happened last year, Bill Parcells was on the other side and Bill Belichick was on the other side. By the end by the probably the second series in the first quarter. Bill Belichick's already hitting his 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 offensive coordinator running back. He's already talked to them guys in the huddle that they do on the sideline. This is what this is what we need to do. They, this is what they're doing. I already see it. To counter that, this is what we're gonna do. Late in the fourth quarter is too late. Yeah. It's, it's too late. And that's what I'm saying. Jay Gruden doesn't have that. Now I would love for him to develop that, but we've seen over and over again no adjustments or the wrong adjustments. Uh-huh. It's just like they they make a game plan, and if it doesn't work, well, damn, it's, it's too bad. We tried. Not, okay, look, uh, 23, that cornerback, you see how he's moving his hips? We can get that. We can get that all day. He, he doesn't have his technique down. I guarantee that. I guarantee you there's not, nothing Jay Gruden has ever said. I guarantee you Bill because Bill Belichick's a defensive mastermind, he's already he already sees on film who's your weak point. This defensive lineman, right? Right back, like we never left. Uh had a little technical difficulties there. I'm not sure which one of you fellas is supposed to pay the guys in the truck this week. <laughs> But uh, that's the first time in maybe the first week of the year <laughs> that we had that problem. But I'm just like, man, okay. So BJ was on on, on a roll. He'll be back with us shortly. But I'm I'm not. What I'm not getting is. Case Keenum is not the savior. He's a stopgap. Yeah, he's a bad he Right. That's what he is. But at this present point, when is stopgap not going to be enough? When is it going to be to the point that you're tired of stopgap? And that's what that's where I'm at right now. I'm tired of stopgap solutions. I need long-term solutions. Stopgap solutions is what the 90s were based on. Um, the mid to late 90s were based on. You know, you brung in Terry Allen, but you never really brung nobody. You never put nobody behind him to take over when he was when his time was up. Then you draft Stephen Davis, but you really don't want Stephen Davis to play. 
and you you don't want to play running back, I should say. But then when right. you let him play running back, he runs for fourteen hundred yards. Yeah. Stopgap is drafting Michael Westbrook. Oh man. That right there is a stopgap. Yeah, what, big shot. Yeah. What did he do the whole entire time he was here? Am uh, I yeah, absolutely nothing? Nope. He he he, he was he was a good receiver, but he was he was toxic too. He was full of drama. I just <sighs> when you finally get it right, you you draft Keith Shula in the first round, and then from Keith Shula you uh, uh draft Gus Farrat in the seventh. Keith Shula doesn't really do much. He's gone in a few years, and next thing you know. Gus for us the starter. Gus and Gus we trust. But you never put no weapons around Gus. Gus couldn't turn around and hand the ball off seven, eight, nine times to Stephen Davis. But Gus was he worked. Then when you got Brad Johnson, instead of you re-signing Brad Johnson, you bring in Jeff George. I'll never forget what Dennis Miller said on Monday Night Football about Jeff George. And it's funny. But he said Jeff George throws a pretty interception. Oh, wow. We got beat that game 38 to nothing. Hmm. You bring Marty Schottenheim in here. Marty goes 0-5 the first five weeks. I'm frustrated with Marty. I'm pissed. Marty came back, revamped. Next thing you know, we're 5-5. and We finished 8-8. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that season. But you fire Marty because he doesn't want to separate the GM and the head coach, he doesn't want to lose his GM title because he wants control over the roster. Mm-hmm. So you let Marty go because you want Vinny Serrato here because right. Vinny Serrato is your boy. And when I say you, I mean Daniel Snyder. Look at what Vinny Serrato did to this team. Mm-hmm. He destroyed this team. Marty had us going in the right direction. Not saying that under Marty we would have won a Super Bowl or anything like that, but Marty had us going in the right direction. Right and not to say it was great, but even Noah had us going in the right direction in '98 and '99. In '98, we were averaging at one point forty some points a game. We had a couple fifty point games. My my bad, KG. Let me let me uh, step in real quick. Uh, let's talk about the brief Steve Sperrier. Oh era. Lord Jesus! Oh my God! Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. That man, if he could put out seven receivers out and sacrifice the offensive lineman for a receiver, he would have did it. Yeah. I just that was a dumb experiment gone wrong. Oh yeah. I'm not taking a college game, yes. Steve Spurrier is one of the greatest college coaches to ever don the headset. But his NFL offense was outdated. That's why it didn't work in the NFL. You could run that in college. You couldn't run that in NFL. That fun gun offense, you can't do that, especially right. with Danny Wolfel and, and Shane Matthews. Oh, man. I just the, – the, you can go back the last 27 drafts, and out of the 27 drafts, I'll say about 15 to 16. You look at them, 
and you say, dang, they picked this guy. Man, they in the same spot, they could have picked somebody else. And, you know, that's somebody still playing. Yeah. But they didn't. They, 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 I don't know if it's the scouting department, they fall in love with a guy and go from there, but it, it, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I feel bad for the skin, Redskin fans, man. But this all falls on Dan Snyder's lap. Yes. And not to be funny, but the youngest that are in Redskin Nation, those uh, 20, even if you were born in the late 80s, early 90s, and you're a Redskin fan, mm-hmm. which is not many, because, you know, if you were born around the late 80s, 90s, by the time you start really watching football, the Cowboys were on top. So you're a Cowboy fan and don't even know why you're a Cowboy fan. But, you know, you, you wear your parents' jackets and stuff like that and talk about we this and we that. And But I can tell you that the Redskins have won more playoff games in the last close to 20 years yeah. than you have. So go on, have a seat because you're going to go 13-3 and we know you're not going to make the Super Bowl. Go sit down. But – those young Redskin fans that were born in the late 80s, the early 90s, the mid 90s, all they know their whole entire life is losing. Yeah. I mean, got a couple, got a few divisional championships, but that's it. See, that's the thing, though. Every year growing up in our era, myself, I was born in the early 80s. I grew up to the Redskins being contenders. Anything short of the Super Bowl, you was like, hey, what did we do wrong? Because it seemed like every year you were in the hunt. Now, you had to face teams like uh, the 49ers in in, in the NFC. Uh, Who else did you have? Uh, Uh, The Giants. The Giants, of course. Um... Minnesota was good. Dallas was good. Yeah, Dallas was good for the early '80s. They fell off. They didn't really fall off until the late '80s. Oh but, yeah, they, yeah, they went one in fifteen. Yeah, and they only won. Their one win was off of us. But as Dallas started to climb up, the Redskins started to step down. It's like I always felt that the, that Dallas came up and knocked the Redskins off the pedestal. These young fans don't know nothing but Dallas. They don't know anything else. Are you still Redskins? <laughs> anything, man. I'm just I'm saying over the last 27 years, if you were born in the late 80s and you're a Redskins fan, which is not many, you don't know anything but losing. But growing up in our era, you know, early 80s, late 70s, all you talked about was you knew we were going to make the playoffs. It was just the point of how far we were going to go. You right. know you know why I'm not going to let you make that excuse? Because your boys are Redskins fans and all they known is losing. Yeah. So a lot of that is upbringing. Just like little Landon over there with Delonte, he probably going to be a Bronco fan. Oh, oh he will be. You know oh, what I'm saying? He, he got the Broncos. He got the Broncos and the Patriots to choose from. You know, it's yeah. – it's, it's natural that a boy follow his father. So he, he, he more than likely he's going to be a Broncos fan. You know, the same with little BJ. 
you know, yeah. and, and like I said many a times, I, you know, I fell in love with the Buffalo Bills, but if I got a 1A team, it's the Washington Redskins. And I wouldn't be mad because I'm not flying out to Buffalo every Sunday. I'm not driving to Buffalo every Sunday. The local team for me to go see a game is the closest team is the Washington Redskins. And when Brian gets four or five years old, I'm taking him to his first game. It will probably be a Redskins fan. I mean, a Redskins game. So if he grows up a Redskins fan, I'm, I'm not going to be mad at him. A lot of that is upbringing, bandwagon jumping, because you know people want to follow a winner. And, and case in point, you go back to 2007, whenever the Boston Celtics were formed with Paul Pierce, Garnett, and Ray Allen. Ray Allen yeah. All of a sudden, everybody and their mom, Boston Celtics fans. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody. You couldn't tell nobody no. When LeBron went to, to Miami, all of a sudden. Everybody Miami fans. Everybody Miami fans. Yep, and they traded on Boston. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And, uh, and, Boston and that, was yesterday's news. And, and that, and, and, yeah, and, and the thing is, you want to have Dallas, uh, 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 you're going to have manufactured Dallas Cowboy fans because they're in the news so much. Yeah. You have no choice but to watch the Dallas Cowboys. They force them down your throat, um, just like uh, the Lakers and the Knicks. I forgot who what, what what sportcaster it was, but it was just like the New York. I don't know why New York is the mecca of basketball. How many championships have the New York Knicks won in the last thirty years? Uh, Zilch. Zilch. None. Zero. <laughs> so why? That's what I understand. Yeah, it's the it's the media. Probably the media capital of the world. Probably the toughest set of media critics. They're going to be all in your grill. But why is that the destination? Because you, at this point in the, in the social media age we live in, you can go play for Toronto. You can play for Milwaukee. You can play for whoever you want to. Now you're going to get seen. Yeah. But the thing with the Knicks, the Knicks being in one of the, the at, at one point in time, the most famous arenas in the world. Was it still is. Right it still is. I think it's lost a little bit of luster, but I mean, I, it's still up there. But that's why it's always been the basketball mecca because you had the the, the, the great teams of the Knicks. You had your your, your Clyde Frazier's, um, your Willis Reed, even the mop Phil Jackson played with the Lakers. You had these guys. You had Dave DeBusher, you know, Patrick Ewing's, Charles Oakley's. You had those guys. And it was a draw. The Knicks were always a rough, tough, grinded-out team. Yep. But they've lost it now. They haven't been that type of team in quite some time. Now, I don't think they've been a, a tough, grinded-out team since Allen Houston retired. And they broke up that team with him, Chris Childs, and Charlie Wood, and all those guys. They haven't yeah. been that team. Yeah. But, it's, but that goes to my point. You know, we grew up the, the era we grew up in, New York, was a basketball mecca. The new kids go to state to basketball mecca, and you know, and it's it's the it's the the flip with us. I remember Golden State just being garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. Now you talking about how many titles have they won the last couple of years total? Three, four, three, three, three titles. Now they got some decisions to make. 
I, I see them winning another championship this year. Maybe next year, depending on where KD goes. So you're talking about they more than likely they're going to have four titles this year. That's all the kids that are under what twelve have been watching. Yeah, they they know LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and they see Golden State dominate. You go out to a court now. Nobody's driving to the lane. Everybody's popping up in Steph, like Steph Curry. Yeah, and missing. Four or five, four or five feet deep in the three-point line. And missing. So, going back to your point about, I just think, like I said, it's forced down your throat, the Dallas Cowboys, the America's team. Any move they do, it, it could be Jerry Jones dropping a, a, a piece of paper. It's on TV. And and that's and that's that's part of the problem, but you you know you gotta you gotta get your kids and and you know while they're young be like hey, that's the enemy. <laughs> These are the good guys. Yeah. So quit your quit your crying about Dallas Cowboy fans. They're never going to go away. <laughs> I hope they don't. But you know I I, I can sit them down every once in a while. Hey. You went thirteen and three, but you still lost in the first round of the playoffs. Go have a seat. You know what? And that's I know I know you love saying that because you're a Redskins fan, but they have a little bit to build on because you know they got Amari Cooper late, so now you get a full season on Amari Cooper, Zeke, and all the boys. They got to figure out if uh, I don't know if Travis Frederick is coming back or not, uh, but you know now you get a full season with this. And they got some playoff, some you know, some playoff experience. You know, I, I know that's a bitter taste. So now you get to, you know, fight that out. I mean, right now they're the favorites in the division. Yeah. I mean, who? Who? I, Damn it, because I, I I know we say Philly, but that depends on which, which Carson Wentz is going to show up. I'll give you that. So, you know. That is what it is. I, I, I give you Philly and Dallas. I give it to you, you know. But I hate to come in and, and barge our party. What else was y'all talking about besides KG whining about Dallas? Oh, here we go. It's been it's been a red red skin <laughs> Well, I I do have a a little bad news for. DC area. I mean, it's just a basically DC area show tonight uh, for Thursday night throwdown. But a little bad news. Uh, I just read before the start of the podcast. Um, Steve Buckhans may not be back as the voice of the Wizards next season. Are they you didn't... serious? Yes, they they did not pick no his contract. They were supposed to let him know by the first of March if they were going to pick his contract up. No word came from NBC Washington. CS NBC Washington, and they say it's probably because of the the lack of chemistry between him and Carol Lawson. <laughs> so two two years ago, they did the same thing to Phil Chenier. They moved him and Buck are staples of DC basketball because you you know you. you they say 22 years. I think we've been listening to Buck longer than 22 years as far as uh, Wizards games. Because I remember it was HTS, Home Team yes. Sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And 
you know, him and Phil Chenier, that's that that's you know, that's like Madden and 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 Summerall. And a lot of people are really upset. And Tom Lavero said something on, on, on today when they broke the news. He said this is just basically Ted Leon's a tone deaf owner, which I agree with, smacking the, the, the Wizard fans and, and basketball fans in the face once again. Well, I hate to, to put it all on Ted Leonsis because I don't know what decision he has in that. Um, I know that we've talked about, you know, there's plenty of times that, you know, the the media game uh, as far as broadcasting is kind of cutthroat. We've seen it with our favorite local radio station, 980, cut some, you know, make some choices that were very, very unpopular. And I and and to say that the the chemistry between him and Carol Lawson is not there, then I would cut Carol Lawson in, in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even have to think about it. Matter of fact, I would go to her in mid game and, and whisper in her ear, "This your last game." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I'm just I, I I have nothing against Carol Lawson. I just I I've, I've listened to I've grown up on Steve Buckhands. So yeah. if you, if you give me a choice between Carol Lawson and Steve Buckhands, then she's gone. Oh, definitely. I don't know why that was him and Phil was broken up anyway. I just don't understand. It's always looking for that new young voice. And it, if you pay attention, if you watch the news at all, I I don't anymore. Uh, you know, but the news stations do it too. They want the younger, prettier uh, Barbie and Ken dolls doing the the, the, the news, and that's it's just it's just the game. It's just she, I mean, she's neither, for real. No disrespect, but she's neither. But you, 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 we grew up to Sports Machine and George Michael. That's what we used to when it comes to sports. They're not giving us that no more. Well, They're not giving us that on no platform. Basketball, football, hockey, we're not getting none of that. But here's, here's what you got to remember. Those people that were in charge way back then aren't in charge anymore. That is people true. that the yeah. people that are in charge it and now case in point if you're on Instagram and you're local and you follow Fox Five DC's Instagram account you can tell it's run by a young urban guy or girl okay that's that's not that's not you can tell just by the wording you can tell by you know the post and if you you don't know what I'm talking about go to Fox Five DC. And look at their Instagram posts and look at look at how they're talking. It's DC slang. It's hip. And what, and what I'm trying to say is the same people aren't in charge. You have younger people in charge that, like I was saying before with the whole Redskin and, and the Cowboy history, they don't know who Steve Buckhands is. They don't know who Phil Chenet is. They don't even know he played for the Bullets, the Wizards. They don't. They didn't. They don't even know it was a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have a younger generation becoming in charge, and you have some good things coming out of it because you know things are transforming as far as social media. Things are coming up with the times, but at, at the same time, you have hey, I want to. We, we we need to get younger. I have, I, and this is what I can't understand with the coaching. Hey, let me bring this 65-year-old guy in to coach these 20-year-olds. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Some coaches just have a track record. Like, if you told me Larry Brown agreed to a three-year deal to come coach the Wizards, I'm all for it because he's a he's a basketball mind. But just like the Fisdale hire in New York, just like the Kyle Shanahan hire, just like um, who was the other young coach that just just KG? What in the NFL? Yeah, that just they didn't he make the play. I, I my name, the names aren't popping up in my head. Oh uh, shoot, who did you have, Young? Um, did you say McVay uh, already? Yeah, McVay. The, Ram, the Rams coach. McVay. McVay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. When it works out, you're like, man, you know, ah, uh, you know, these the younger the younger coaches, you know, are more in tune to the team, which I think they are. But you know, not all young young people, or young coaches are going to work out. What I'm saying is. When you get a younger person in it that doesn't know their history, that doesn't know the, the scheme of things, they have no emotional ties with Steve Buckhands. If they hire UKG to run that, Steve, you will have Steve Buckhands in his coffin with a uh, in front of the mic on TV, and you be like, "Look, this this is this is all I know. I can't hire nobody else." It's the, the times of being faithful and loyal. To people are gone. Yeah. I will say that, but I'm I'm gonna say this as a Georgetown fan. If they ever get rid of Rich Vikin on uh on a radio broadcast for Georgetown, I don't get to hear Hoyas win, Hoyas win, Hoyas win, Hoyas win. Seventeen times after Hoyas win, I'm riding in the streets. I may be by myself, but I know I I think I can call about thirty people that's gonna ride with me. Yeah, hey, you know what, man? It's it's gotten to the point for me. Like I know, like. Anything Mike Tirico does, I can't. I don't know why. I can't listen to Mike Tirico. The, the TV is on mute. Anything he does, okay, it's just certain voices for me. I can't do. And I've gotten to that point with some of the Wizards game. I can't listen to Carol Lawson talk. I, I can't. I, I can. I'll just watch the game. I turn on um the the radio sometimes and listen to it on the way home, but. Most of the time, for me, the TV's either very low or it's on mute, and, and it, it just just the way it is. It's some of the some of these broadcast teams are just bad. It's bad. It's hard to listen to. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, Saturday and Sunday when you get to hear Mike Breen, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson, that's a treat right there, man. That is a treat. It is. Hey, KG, I got a couple of more minutes. I want to – you did your NFL three and out yesterday. I, jog my memory. You was talking about the draft. I want to make a point on that, and then I, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Okay. Uh, well, what, what, what did I say about the draft? I know you – I said a lot, but, but I was talking about uh, drafting with the Redskins. Actually, I actually talking about the Redskins trading three of their nine draft picks to get players that they need, but not that first round pick. All right, well, let's let's touch on the draft a little bit. First of all, for me, this is always a great time of year to watch the NFL scouting combine. It's also bittersweet because KG will tell you, you know, we, we made our attempt to try. It's always a dream to go to the NFL scouting combine to, to just do that and go through that experience. So to, to come around this time, and, and the same for the NBA draft, to see these young men about to 
change their families' lives, to 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 take all the hard work that they've been working for since they were five or six, and finally get that get that call. And that's why DK Metcalf was crying the other day. He knew that performance just elevated him. And and then when you talk about elevating in the draft, you're talking about millions of dollars. So from being growing up looking for food, looking for, and I'm not saying that's his his his, his uh, circumstance, but a lot of kids that come from uh, poverty and, and and moms working two or three jobs, no father, and all they seen is their moms struggle and get frustrated. And and and, it, and if you feel what I'm saying, anybody that's seen walked in a room where you weren't supposed to go in and your mom's tearing up because she's trying to figure out how she's going to pay the rent, the lights, mm-hmm. how she's going to feed you, how she's going to put clothes on your back. That's something you wasn't supposed to see. And when you get old enough to realize what that is as a young man, you you, you swear that you're going to do anything you can to not ever see that again. That's a hurtful moment. So you have to understand where some of these kids are coming from. Right. You know, so everybody doesn't have parents that, you know, can loan them $50,000. You know, it's a struggle. So I love seeing that. Love seeing it. Um, and, and as far as the draft and KG t- touched on it a little bit, you know, is it becoming a dog and pony show? I think it's, it's I don't think it's there yet. I think it's coming to that because. And I I know exactly what I want to touch on, KJ. You were saying, is it necessary? And I'm thinking, I I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. But right now, you can go pull up anybody's clips on YouTube. You couldn't do that 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You needed the draft to see, okay, I've seen some film on you. Just like Randy Moss back in the day. There was no social media. Now all of a sudden you see in his combine, you like, oh, hold up, who who is this kid? Because I didn't even have him in my top ten, but he just blew the top ten receivers away. But now you get to see game 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 film, and and here's where the game film matters. It matters what conference you when you're fast, you're just fast. There's no getting around that, but. I think the quality of your competition matters. Now, there, there, there are certain people where they're just natural, freaks of nature. They, you, you're watching D2, D3, and it's certain, you, you know it's something special about this kid. But when we go, when we're talking about Division One, and we're talking about DK Metcalf, Okay, yeah, I'm looking at his stats, but who who did they play? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Who did they play? At what point in the season? What was on the line for the other team? That's when it matters. Who did he go? Did he go up against an All American corner? Did he go up against um, a, a, a team like Alabama, where their third string to start on the Maryland Terrapins? That's what I want to see now. Well, the, the, the combine, yeah, it's, it's good for numbers and show and tell, and you can see. You know, if the cornerbacks got good hip movement, if they if they got nice little low stands, you can see how quick your linemen are. You know, because you can tell if you're paying attention and you know about football, and you're looking at the draft. When you see an offensive lineman that that moves like 
he has weights in his shoes versus somebody that's very nimble. You can tell the difference. So, um, matter of fact, the boy from the Ravens last year did uh, the 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 lineman. He didn't have a good draft. Remember, the Ravens still drafted him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, his name slips me. But he didn't have a good draft at all, and the Ravens still drafted him. So that that's all I have to say about the draft. I think I, I can't wait for um, the NFL draft. I, you know, my Buffalo Bills pick ninth, I believe. They're always in this position uh, around the ninth, 13th spot. Um, I think you can build off of Josh Allen. They have to find some offensive line help, and you don't have to do that in the first round. In the first round, the ninth pick, you could find you a freak of nature. You can build your offensive line in the later drafts if you've got good scouts. And I think the Bills do have good scouts and good talent evaluators. You know, you can start seeing the change. They really, they have a really good defense. But like I always say, your defense or offense doesn't matter if the other side of unless you're, it's very few exceptions, like the greatest show on turf. It's very, in a, in a, uh, Drew Brees led Saints team. Well, you don't really care about your defense because I know I'm going to put points up. Pittsburgh sometimes. Big Ben gets that hot hand, and all of a sudden, they're down They've down 14-3, and now they're winning 30, 31-14. It's just certain certain teams, certain players that can get that hot hand and go. Mm-hmm. So the Redskins aren't one of those teams. The Broncos aren't. And damn sure ain't the Buffalo Bills. So you need balance. So you have to find a way to protect Josh Allen so he doesn't have to run for his damn life every play. We we know he's athletic because we've seen it all last season. I don't want to see him run personally. I, run if you have to. I want to see probably one of the strongest arms in the league get put to the test. I want you to stretch defenses. I want you to phase out Shady McCoy because it's his time. Mm-hmm. So... You know, a lot to look forward to, a lot more podcasts. I'll be definitely be back. And I know I've been MIA, been working on some things. Uh, I've been actually working, you know, a lot in my personal job. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we do this for the love. We don't get paid for this. So, we got to pay the bills. Got to get little BJ uh, clothing fed and so does Landon. So, but. And don't forget. You got to start paying them guys in the truck. I think it was your month to pay them. That's why we lost the we lost <laughs> the first half. I think that's why cut out. the guys in the truck didn't get paid, or was it Don's time? I don't know. Somebody supposed to have wrote that check for seventy four cent. Yeah, you know what, man, we have to keep up with that. And it, but you know what, man, it might be your Android. I'm gonna start blaming you. <laughs> I'm gonna start blaming your Android because if if I was hosting the show, we don't have those problems. So, yeah, Lord. You know, a little low blow. That was a, that was a Tyson low blow too. You should be down for about an hour. Or two. Wow, but at least I can change the battery in my phone. You want to keep talking? <laughs> oh man, you, you need to change the battery. That's the only way you can get your phone to reset is to take the battery off. <laughs> <laughs> hey fellas, um, I, I'll be back in full swing definitely this weekend. Um, look forward to hitting y'all up. I'm a I'm a exit out now. Yeah, get ready. I guess kiss we, the kids and get ready for work in the morning. But well, we all can do the same thing. I mean, I think I I, I wind enough. So, but Dante, I mean, he just I know he's doing his happy dance over there. But yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, 
Hey, happy days is, is short lived if you don't have anybody to replace Case Keenum. He got Joe Flacco coming. Oh, yeah, I know. Like I, I said, yeah. like I said, you don't have anybody to replace Case Keenum. Right. <laughs> Flacco is elite. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, Lamar Jackson proved he's elite, huh? Yeah. So, so all right, fellas, I got to get out of here. Till the next time. Yes, sir. Peace out. And that's it for the rest of us sideline junkies. BJ joined us. Junie came in. Had jokes, but he made a lot of great points. Art Monk and Ricky Sa- and, and uh, Gary Clark. I'm just, <laughs> I'm still stuck on that one. But hey, that's it. Thank you, Delonte. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. just we we gonna see how this works, man. Yeah. So, uh, what? Today's Thursday going into Friday, Saturday. We got the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs with myself and the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. So, I, mean, I don't think we're going to get into breastfeeding this week. So, <laughs> I think we, we, we might keep it uh, on the level, but you never know. You might get some tips somewhere. So, with that being said, Sideline Junkies out. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.